Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that broadcasts live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Kenya ikivamiwa hata hizo mashamba zenu tutazivamia na wenye hawana mashamba wapate mashamba Kenya hii msifikiri ati wananchi wa kawaida ndio watapoteza mali even you you will pay a price if you continue to instigate violence and bloodshed in this country and that is my message to none other than Uhuru Kenyatta the sponsor sole sponsor singular financier of Azimio and the machinery that is Raila Odinga. It appears these activities are funded. Mm. The demonstrations are funded. So I'm going to take the liberal view that the goons are also funded. Mm. So what do we call people who fund goons? Gunas. Gunas. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Eric didn't even miss a beat. <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't. Sheesh. You know, Don't you call the people who fund goons? Perpetrators of violence. Mass yes. destruction. Perpetrators of mass destruction. If somebody causes mayhem, mm. destroys property, and that person is charged in a court of law, yep. now the person who's enabled that person. Remember, our laws are fairly interesting. If you are found with stolen goods, stolen, mm. this phone is not yours. You can have paid for it, but somebody lost that phone or it was stolen from mm. them. Yep. But do, what, is the penalty for you, yeah. you who has the stolen good, mm. is worse than the person who supposedly stole, stole that. it. Yeah. So now, in the absence of the so-called funder, then you don't have this. You don't have all these things. Exactly. So. Yep. Yep. This is exactly what, look, you can extrapolate and you can look at it at a higher degree or whatever else. But we look at cases of Felician Kabuga out of Rwanda. He did not lift a machete. He did not go out into the streets and mm. rape anybody. Mm. But it is alleged that he funded these things to happen. And so he was even more guilty, quote unquote, than the person who carried out the act mm. because he put the money behind it. Without his money, those atrocities would not have happened. Yep. That's yep. just the truth. That's true. Those who are doing it, okay, if we go by, you know, this is where an Okondo moment comes back. Remember Okondo moment? I remember Okondo. I will tell and, about and, the Okondo and, and, moment. Yes, mm. and uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Okondo was a minister. Habenga. Mm -hmm. Okondo. Uh, mm -hmm. He's one of these fellows who had a knack and a tendency for saying, Just saying things. genuinely irresponsible things. Mm. When you open his mouth, you wonder, wait, now what's, what's going to come out? Yes. Mm. yes. Now, there's a gentleman called Alexander Muge. Alexander Muge was an ACK bishop mm. of Eldred. Mm. ACK bishop goes to Busia for some function or the other, and it is reported that Okondo said something to the effect that he would not survive. I am paraphrasing really liberally here. Eric, do you remember what was actually said then? I don't remember what, what he had, you know, um, Bishop Alexander Muge was vocal. Remember Extremely what we were talking about? vocal. So he was one of those vocal clerics and speaking about democracy, speaking for the push to democracy, liberalization, I mean, openness and of society. And criticizing the then president when he needed Directly, okay? So Okondo had said something like, um, 
he was he, he had warned he had warned Muge against going he had warned him against going and said he if anything happens he, he intimated something. that some some harm may come to him yes that's he intimated mm. then you know what happened there's an accident Muge dies Okondo resigned oh wow yes he did because you had said if you come here something could happen to you. to you and then, he and came then something it was an accident happens it was an accident a road accident now you couldn't really directly pin Okondo to the accident no. mm. it was far away from but, where Okondo was but mm. the accident happened and Muge died speculation then was right yep. whether he had something to do with it Okondo resigned yep and wow. I think his political life essentially came to an end that was it now over the last couple of days the leader of majority in the national assembly who is also the Kikuyu MP Kimani Shongo had said something mm. he did sending a direct message to Uhuru Kenyatta and naming him by name and saying that also your properties the way other people's properties are being your properties could also you know something towards that line right and then yesterday happens what do you think is going they're going to attribute it directly to that thing that you said believe me and then they will add some but they said you said it was going to happen and it is happening so you've set it up one plus one is two in the minds of people when mm -hmm. something like that is said so publicly and then with the anger that is clear from that clip that yep. he's speaking with yep so when you connect something like that and then you ask yourself so who is this who funds goons mm. you know Kimani Shungo should be recording a statement yep in fact, what happened if we were to be fair mm. anyone during this space who has uttered anything that is close to incitement not incitement close, close to, to should be called in and told sir madam Kuja, please come and but the unfortunate thing is the narrative that we also see is that the police seem to have taken a few steps back mm. and one doesn't see their presence in the Northlands one doesn't so one asks so if people invade someone's farm is that not a matter that should be investigated by the police mm. Mm. this is which they did yes. destruction of property it is not, one, not just destruction is wanton destruction of property mm. but the real problem the real problem is what is this narrative the narrative is that the dispossessed have now come on their own and they are taking action and they are not waiting for reparations they are taking it in their hands and whatever they believe was taken from them they're taking it back okay mm. now when such a narrative is spun mm. the real problem is where will it end mm. this is where it. will it stop yes okay. where what do you think all this sets in motion yeah okay so it means if Uhuru Kenyatta's property, Uhuru Kenyatta and his family, if the property can be attacked, and that's supposed to be considered a well-secured family, mm. anybody who has an even modicum of wealth, you, are, you, have to, you start asking yourself, what stops somebody who thinks that they are poor and they have too much? What stops them from coming to my compound and invading it? Mm. If you're talking about a message, a narrative that spreads fear, this is it. Yeah. And it's genuine fear. Just I like see. The, I see, see it in a different way, though. Yes. I, I I see this, and I see that I you know that actually that started coming out immediately. Oh, now if people can invade Uhuru's land, you know what would that imply? What would that mean? How where would this stop? And I remember about two years ago, the same same kind of narrative being spread. Remember, Hasla dynasty narrative, and then the conversation was twisted into. You people, when you're talking about hustler, do you know what that means? It's a, it's gonna in, ignite a class war in this country. We started seeing some border border people reacting violently against 
motorists in their vehicles and some vehicles were torched and it was spreading the same way and he said come on you see you see where i it, was going with there are thugs who are behaving in a certain way those are thugs that are behaving in a certain way um yes yesterday's event of people who are clearly were clearly uh, being organized by somebody going into uhuru's land and stealing and then going home and lighting up some fires if they were the ones who were involved in lighting the fires and then they went and went home yeah it could head in that direction but i'd be i'd pause before i start even driving that narrative of you know now the meek are starting to rise up against oh, that, the wealthy actually the it's, it's not yet there no it has started because the same fear that is likely to grip people who have possessions is the same fear that businessmen who are in town have when they hear mandamano because they see a situation where the shops can be vandalized they see a situation where they can lose what it is that they earn a living with mm. that is the juxtaposition that i was driving at exactly yes. and because i've never mm. had you juxtapose it before that's why i'm saying this one just because one farm has been invaded by a bunch of 50 people who have taken away maybe about 100 sheep mm should not start that 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 that, that, that conversation Actually, because we don't talk about it we don't we don't see it that way when goons come and invade somebody's shop in the cbd and cut away or when goons are recorded on clips saying come on uzanga maji tutakuja kwesho tukunywa maji not only we don't that, see it as if you know somebody house, who's running a business live in your house rent free mm. it's the same narrative that is why i began by saying there is nothing here that cannot that can escape condemnation mm. because mm. Anything that disenfranchises a citizen of this country has to be condemned and has to be spoken of and said the way it is. It does not matter what their station is in life. Yeah. Because this is a person who's going about their business peacefully and they are being invaded. Your shop is being vandalized. You are doing your business. You have not wronged anyone. You are just plying a trade. That's it. Yep. You are driving. You have not caused any harm. Someone stones your car. Yep. They are journalists just doing their jobs, gathering information. Your, your vehicle is stoned, you are threatened. Mm. Now, you see, I am looking at all these things, not in isolation, and I'm looking at, I always look at history mm. and how things which eventually become terrible begin. They began innocuously. It's, it's a, you're, you're wondering, but this thing, the other day, it was just a small thing. It only takes a spark, man. Yes, and I'm and saying, no. It. Before it gets there, I am saying, ah, 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 this is a problem. Alarm bells are ringing. This thing has to be stopped immediately because the likelihood of it escalating and what it will bring with it is something no one wants to deal with. Mm. And it will be unmanageable. I agree. Mm. I agree. I used the example of a supermarket that was raided in Tasia last week as my starting point. Mm. That that person who's operating a business in Tasia, that person who has employed people in Tasia, and then people come into their supermarket and, take everything. and they take everything. I mean, surely. And he's left without a business. He has to fire people. And these are ordinary people. He has to start from scratch. That is a problem. You, these aren't things that you can look the other side on and say, none of these things are good. It doesn't matter who is perpetrating it, who is funding it. None of it is good. Mm. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.